Hey Geekscape, it's welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. I'm Jonathan London, your host, and what I like to do is I like to sit down with people who make stories like movies, video games, comics, maybe they're actors, directors, writers, musicians, whatever they are involved in. It's all storytelling, and that's what we like to celebrate here on Geekscape. So if this is your first Geekscape, strap yourself in, that's what we're going to be talking about. But sometimes I like to sit down with a Geekscapist and uh, get to know them a little bit. And usually when I travel, I run into a Geekscapist in that town. And we get to talk about their history with Geekscape, being a Geekscape fan, what they've been uh, consuming recently, what they've been a fan of, and get to know them a little bit better. So this is a bit of a get-to-know podcast for our good friend Ian Rainey here in Austin, Texas. Longtime Geekscapist, a bit under the radar, but he does comment on the Geekscape Facebook group, Geekscape Forever. He does sometimes do a couple retweets. I talk to him regularly on uh, on Instagram, and I'll tell you what, we're best friends on Pokemon Go. <laughs> yes, we are. It was a big banner day. Posted, posted that, saved it, framed it, printed it out. <laughs> you, you and Ian are best friends on Pokemon Go. <laughs> Hell yeah. I think I only have two friend, two best friends. It's um, it's you and who else are my best friends Can't with? Be big Yanks because you stopped playing. It's not so much Big Yanks. I'm, I'm holding off on Chris Ophalios and another friend of mine because they're within a day or two of each other. Oh, okay. And so I want to make them on the same day so I can throw down that lucky egg mm-hmm. and make them best friends within the first, like, the entire 30 minutes and get double best friend for, for a lucky egg. So I'm, like, I'm hedging on that one, but I'm trying to think of who is my other best friend. You may have been my – you were my first best friend on Pokemon Go. I think I was your second. Yeah, you were my second. I have uh, I have another good friend that's here, and she plays regularly. So we were opening up every day, <laughs> and then I think you jumped on like a week after the gifts started. So I think it took us a little bit longer. Yeah, what I did was um, I think the gifts got me back into the game, but I had put it down for a good year, and uh, was not Pokemon going at all, at least not consistently. And now, now I like to try and keep that seven day streak going. Yeah, I like to regularly do it. That's what I've been trying to do too, but. Um, I go on waves where I just maybe just do that for the day, and then other times I'm like playing for a couple hours in the day. It just depends. Sometimes I get burned out. Sometimes I'm like I want some new stuff, and they don't give any new stuff. And sure, um, it's been a while. You know what? I've heard them. I've witnessed that they're starting to cut back a bit on like the ultra balls and on the pineapple berries. Where I'm like, okay, those are some of the ones that are really valuable and i don't see a lot of pokestops giving those out i have seen pokestops start giving out incubators more because they just want you to start tearing through the eggs but also like like putting on your location Mm, adventure sink your adventure sink like that has helped me hatch a lot of eggs Mm -hmm. so yeah needing a lot more you know one-off uh incubators has helped a lot in that game yeah they they've been adding features where it's like uh they they, they make things better, and then but then on the same side, they'll do it where it's clear. I mean, they're trying to make money, so that's the end result, you know? Have you tried the versus yet? Have you tried the fight? Because now you can do trainer versus trainer battles. Have you done that yet? I have. I've done it with a couple of friends. Um, it's kind of cool because if you're ultra or best friends, you don't you could be remote, whereas everything else, you kinda, you're supposed to be near each other. Oh, so... So, like, I when you're waiting. in L.A., we could battle when oh. I'm in Austin. That's interesting, because I was actually not even going to ask my friends until... Wow. So, yeah. so, if, okay, so as long great. as you're the ultra, which is like the third level or best friend, then you can do it remotely. Everyone else, you have to like be near them and stuff. That's good to know because I, I had not asked you or some of my ultra be- or best friends to battle. And now uh, and now we can battle it up. What do you gain from battling? 
Um, mostly Stardust, but you're supposed to possibly get this Sinone stone, which you can level up a few, but I've gotten, like, one since it started. Like, it's very... They're not very giving with it. Um, sure. It's fun, but it's like the remote versus is good, but at the same time, you don't get to trash talk because you're like trying to right. text at the right. same time. Right. So it's kind of here. It's the same device. Yeah. So it's it's almost like doing the online on Nintendo where you can't talk to people, where it's like you beat someone Mario Kart, but you can't say anything. Have you tried um, speaker phoning the person, then starting the battle? No, no, because <laughs> I'm usually at work doing it <laughs> <laughs> so geekscape is we're sitting here at the brand new austin library uh this i remember the old austin public library and i had a lot of fun memories they used to have this like it was a glorified larger human version of like what you would get your cat to climb around on like, you know it's like it has like carpet on it uh-huh. in the in the old austin library had a like a castle and the castle was like car had like the carpet walls and stuff like that, and it was there in the children's section. And as a kid, my mom would just take us, my brothers and I, there, and we would just uh, climb around on the thing, and you know there'd be children's books and stuff. And now that old Austin Library has been replaced by this thing, which looks like a Google campus. Like it is state of the art. This library, it, you showed me that it has a v, it has a VR. Uh, installation. It also has a 3D printer for your use. Like it's got a whole lot of high tech gizmos. It's got five floors. There's at least two sections of graphic novels and comics and manga and stuff like that. And um, it's kind of art artistic the way the building is sure. too. But tons of books. And we're we're on like the roof of it, which has got this awesome view of downtown. It's pretty amazing. Uh, there is some street sound that I'm getting in the uh, headphones, Geekscape, as I hope it doesn't pass on too much with you guys. I'll try and clean the episode up a bit. But we are uh, recording this thing outside on a beautiful day here in Austin. It really makes me homesick, um, and I do love being home. Uh, so talk to me, Ian, because we've been friends for a while, at least online. This is the, last, this is the first time we've actually seen each other face-to-face, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. You and I have been talking online for 10 years. You have the proof because we talked about a T-shirt, mm-hmm. a Geekscape T-shirt order from 2008 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So 2008, I was actually in law school in San Diego, and uh, I ordered a T-shirt. And I think for some reason you are away or something, and I had moved, and so I was trying to change the address. And so... We had some back and forth, and eventually the T-shirt came, and I let you know that I got it. And your response was, "Does it still smell like me?" <laughs> <laughs> I remember rubbing myself on that T-shirt for quite a long time, which uh, really getting making sure it had the scent. <laughs> but that was awesome. And then I think we had another exchange because uh, I liked uh, your the single dumb pa- pilot or trailer or something. And then uh, there was a live action Monkey Island thing, and I know we both share our love of Monkey Island, so. That we connected on that too. But you were in San Diego at the time mm-hmm. at law school, and um, we never met at Comic Con. Yeah, I don't. <sighs> were you able to? Were, did, were you going to Comic Con when you were a law student, or was that just not an option? I went. I went two years. I went in 2006 and 2007. I'm not sure. Maybe I didn't start listening to you after that. I'm not sure because I know that at the time, like I met with the iFanboy guys yeah. at like a meetup or something like that. So I met them. Um, so that was cool. But Comic Con, man, that was. It was awesome that, that I got to do that in San Diego. And my best friend that I grew up with, John, who we had read comics, and he'd get all the Batman books and I'd get all the Superman books, and then we'd swap and so we could read them all. And he came out for that first year, and we got to go to Comic-Con. And that was your friend from New York because mm-hmm. yeah. you grew up in New York. Yep. I grew up in New York on Long Island, uh, Garden City. 
uh, suburbia, about 40 minutes from the city, like a train ride away. Wow. Um, yeah, I grew up there had, uh, with my mom and dad, uh, and my Jewish mom and Protestant dad. Um, had uh, my sister, and uh, yeah, I lived there until I was like, 18, and then I went to college in Michigan. Go blue. And uh, <laughs> I, I see now that you're wearing the uh, the blue and gold. Yeah. 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 Sorry for anyone that's offended by the blue and gold. But no, I mean, I read something this morning that was like, uh, Chris Weber is the only person in college basketball who's ever run out of fouls. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, what? That was, were you a fan? I mean, were you a Michigan fan before going there? Because that is one of the most painful Michigan memories is when Chris Weber calls the timeout and they don't have timeouts and they lose the game on, I, on those technical free throws. I didn't because I wasn't a fan until I went there. Sure. I, like, I'm not a sports person. I can kind of fake it. I do love watching Michigan football now. Um, and, uh, but I am not a huge sports person. So. Sure. But you recognize their importance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what brought you to Austin? Um, so I was in San Diego at the time, uh, and I graduated law school. Couldn't get a law job, so I started working at Blockbuster. Uh, Wait. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. Um, as, a, you know, as a college professor myself, I'm always thinking about, like, what kind of a job climate kids are going into and obviously my students are film students so they're as screwed as i am but <laughs> law law and in, in, in medicine and that stuff was supposed to be the surefire stuff like if you wanted to have a secure like job everybody told you to go to law school you went to law school and ended up at blockbuster tell me how that happens not that not to like be like I'm not blaming you. It's maybe the job market or, like, the, the climate. I don't know what the fuck, but that's scary as hell. Yeah, so I graduated law school in 2008, which, if you remember, was not a great year for the economy. Well, yeah, it was a, the housing crisis that just ha- happened in 2008. And so, basically, the market was flooded with attorneys. And so all of the people I graduated with from law school, the only ones that kept jobs were ones that they had had an internship, bef- like, the semester before. And then they would keep them on kind of paying I'm not that great and but but you had had an internship just earlier I had one earlier I didn't have the greatest I don't have the greatest desire for law I kind of went to law school because I didn't know what to do and then halfway through I was like I'm not sure if I really want to do this but I'm already here so I kind of finished it out and so I don't know if I didn't have a ton of internships I was there because I wasn't loving it um but when I graduated I was trying to get jobs and it got to a point where my girlfriend at the time said, well, you have to get something so we can make some money. And so I was like, well, I like movies, so I'll go work at Blockbuster. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and, uh, wow. Um, I'm, I'm putting this all together in my head. At that time, you're, at that time, you're listening to Geekscape, I'm guessing, because mm-hmm. whether you'd been listening since Geek Drum in 2006 or were listening in 2008, by that point, Scott Kloppenstein, our friend, um, who you're a fan of his music, and uh, as are we. Um, he had been on the show, so whether or not you had started listening with Kevin Smith on Geek Drum or Scott Kloppenstein on Geekscape, by 2008 you were listening to us, and you're going through the, this whole ordeal. You're working at Blockbuster. Again, how do you end up in Austin? Um, so after about like six months to a year that, realized that San Diego is really, really expensive, and I wasn't having much luck, and so... Um, we want me and my, she's my ex-girlfriend now, but girlfriend at the time wanted to move to somewhere where their family was. And she's from Michigan and I didn't want to move to Michigan. And my dad was living in Austin at the time. Um, 
Uh, he grew up in San Antonio, went to UT, and when he got remarried, he moved to Austin eventually. And so we decided to move to Austin. And, you know, we got here, and I still was working at Blockbuster. I had just gotten a law job that I could do um, remotely, so I was doing both. Question, w- which Blockbuster did you work at when you moved to Austin? Um, it's on Jolly- it was on Jollyville Road between Breaker and Great Hills Trail. Do you remember the Blockbuster? Because your your father, where he lives, is at Capital Texas in Westlake. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the one at Beat Caves in Capital, Texas? I do. I used to work at that at the sister store, which is where the Randalls is, down Beat Caves at Walsh Tarleton. Awesome. It used to be there, and it became a yoga studio, and now I just noticed that it was empty again. Mm-hmm. I was driving past it a day or two ago, and I, I made a remark to my father. I was like, oh, maybe we just reopen the Blockbuster. <laughs> it's empty. Why don't we just step it back up? Be number, uh, number two in the and, country. And I don't know if you listened to the comic book episode from a year ago where I sat down with Anon and Daryl about working in the comic store. That comic book store was on B Caves at Westlake Drive where there's a, a pharmacy and I think now it's it was a double Dave's for a long time and now it's something else but that was the comic book store it's all Dang. it was it's all there Dang. your your current and past stomping grounds were where <laughs> all those stories took place um, just to give you a little bit of history but yeah. blockbuster was good though I mean I kind of ended up hiding there for a while because I I enjoyed it and this That's was right, Jolly Bee. yeah Jolly it was it was before the it was right before the downfall of blockbuster downfall of blockbuster um and so it was good and then it kind of got bad at the end where I had to go to like other stores and buy movies to be able to rent them and crazy stuff like that um oh so like by the end of it like all like all the all, all the uh, perks of working at a blockbuster all the perks it started to slowly dry up they were they were gone because we lost they lost all their deals with movie studios so we had to like I literally had to go at midnight to Walmart and try to buy like 50 copies of a movie for them to be available the following the day morning. for renting and then be rented out in like 10 minutes and then people be like do you have the newest uh, whatever forces of nature that's way too old and they didn't even know that the night before you were at blockbuster or best buy trying to buy uh-huh. 50 copies of it yeah that's insane yeah. that's insane that yeah it's insane that best buy didn't have some wholesale agreement with the studios that they could protect themselves with and the idea that they let those things expire or fall apart is just insane like you got to wonder like what payments didn't get made <laughs> that let those deals expire or turn bad where the studios no longer wanted to cooperate with Blockbuster who is you'd think one of the largest buyers of whole of like of like direct product from from those those home video studios cuz think about it like if you're Warner Brothers your home video department isn't doing great either yeah. You know, like you're not you're sitting on a bunch of DVDs. Like you're if you if anybody's walked in a Best Buy into a Best Buy in the last couple months, you see how small the section is for home video, and the studios still used to make a ton of money off that stuff. They had no they, something really would somebody had to have really fucked up for the studios not to want to help Blockbuster stay in business because of just how big of a buyer they were for them. So yeah. for them to have bad blood meant somebody really fucked up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the, I mean, this is based on no knowledge, but I think the CEO or whatever was just, like, stuck in the past because I had a rumor that Blockbuster had a chance to buy um, Netflix, and they were like, well, this is stupid. We don't need this. And so that's yeah. what, those kind of things. And then, like, near the end, then they were just scrambling to get modern, and it just, the only way to do that was to get investors and, like, prove that we can make money off of stupid things, and it just kind of... Yeah, the the rumor is that Netflix had offered to buy 
Blockbuster go in business with Blockbuster and offer them a streaming component to what they were doing in home video. And it almost goes back to like the idea of like Sega fucking over the PlayStation mm-hmm. and Sony and being like, oh yeah, we don't really need Sony. And then like the PlayStation becomes a thing that to this day is like a, a you know, one of the three top sellers of consoles. It's like the the, the big three. They're still putting out consoles and Sega sitting there making you know, software and, you know, gambling machines. <laughs> yeah, and at the end, I think Blockbuster got bought by, I want to say, like, DirecTV. It might have been Dish. One of those two where they got bought, and it was like, everything's going to be great now. But really, they bought it for the streaming rights that Blockbuster had accumulated, and then were then slowly started shutting all the brick-and-mortar stores, and that's basically what happened. Okay, they, like, so they were like, we can start our new hopper thing or something. So you find yourself, like, without a job here in Austin... I'm guessing you were without a job at that point. Uh, so I got lucky, and as as I, I knew my store was closing, so I had to close down a store. Um, and I got, I did get a job. So when I, and they wanted me to stay on, they were like, "Would well, you want to come work at another store?" And I was like, <laughs> "No, I, I I got a law job. You want to go down? With the, you want to go down with the ship?" Yeah. So I ended up going to another job, and I was there from like this is like 2012 now. So because I worked at Blockbuster for like four or five years, I Holy became a store crap. manager. Holy <laughs> crap. Holy crap. But I don't... Ian, you were, like, in it to win it. I don't... Well, yeah, I don't regret it, because one, it, one it, if I'm at a job, even if it's working at Blockbuster, I was like, well, I'm going to make the best of it. This will be the best store. We'll follow all the rules. Every, you know, everything's exactly how they want to say, but um, I I got such good experience, like, people experience, like, talk, being able to talk to people, being able to take negative people facing me, and so... And I met a lot of good friends there as well, and so, like, I don't regret doing that for a bunch of years, because there's... I was super shy and quiet before that and I, I still kind of am but like that may be able to fake it even if i sure. am stressed or whatever about it so we could have done geekscape could have bought blockbuster you could have opened the doors for geekscape to buy block <laughs> <laughs> to acquire blockbuster yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't open up our video outlets uh, okay so so t- so talk to me because we we started talking like so we, we, I guess we talked when you lived in San Diego. Then you moved, and we talked to sporadically over the last couple of years. But then in the last year or two, mm-hmm. you and I talked like regularly. Yeah. And where did that come from? What was the story there? Um, so uh, the last few, like 2017 September, that's kind of where I had a, a change, a life change. And so before that, you know, I was I was in a, a bad place. You know, I was why. Um, you know, I think um, my problem was, you know, I my problem was me. I had a lot of demons, I guess, or what I thought. I had depression, anxiety. I felt like I hated myself every second of every day. Well, did you feel directionless based on, like, the postgraduate, like, was there, like, some kind of meandering that happened? Did you feel directionless in that way that, like... You know, you'd invested so much in yourself with the, your education and this and that, and then you didn't really know what was what you're getting in return for it. There was really no nowhere for you to go. Yeah, I mean, so I had this like idea that I'm like, well, I'm an attorney, so I should be making a hundred thousand dollars a year, and I wasn't. And you know, I was I was still living a paycheck to paycheck, and I I couldn't figure it out. Like I was in this this like you know black hole, and you know. I now know that, you know, I was in the middle of alcoholism and addiction and that I, you know, had all of these problems with myself and I was treating them with other things because I just didn't want to have to think or be a part of, you know, be a part of the world because, you know. 
You know, I, I get it. How much were you? Well, how much were you drinking that you were just kind of unconscious to the amount that you were drinking? Um, you know, I didn't. I didn't wake up in the morning and drink, but I, you know, pretty much Monday through Friday, sometime in the middle of day of work, I decided it was happy hour and you know leave. <laughs> um, you know, it started to be at like five o'clock, and then it would be four o'clock, and then three o'clock. And at that time, I was like a supervisor, so I wasn't hourly, and I could kind of get away with it. I could bring my laptop to the bar and like kind of like answer things if I had to. And you know, I was also smoking weed all the time and stuff like that and i thought that was like that's not as big of a deal because you know whatever reasons and um i just wasn't i was living a a bad life and i wasn't treat i was treating everything by just making myself numb to it you know and um you know august of of last year my parents kind of approached me because i had lost my job in july of 2017 2017. you lost your job in july 2017 2017 um, and were you living on your own or were you living with your folks? Uh, so I was living with my own at the time and then I moved in with a roommate. No, I was living with a roommate at the time. But yeah, I was living on my own. So I lost my job and I blamed everything else besides me. But it was just, it was my own fault. Why do you, what did they say when you were fired? Were you fired? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what, what did they claim the reason being? Oh, well, it's pretty easy. Uh, so I had a company credit card, and I decided to put money on it and not pay it back. And uh, I would put rent on it and use money to buy other things um, and promise myself that I would pay it back before they noticed, and months and months would go by. I got stuck into doing payday loans and all that kind of dumb stuff. And so I basically I put myself in this vicious cycle where I was self-realizing what I felt. Like, I'm like, I'm a shitty person, and then I was doing all these things, and it was like, see, I'm a shitty person. I can't, you know, I can't hold down anything. I have no money. Everything's awful. And it's, you know, it's, and it's never going to get any better. Like, this is just my life now. And so that's where I was at. Jesus Christ. So, like, Jesus, you were going to become a bad guy on the wire. Right. You were, like, slowly working your way down to, like, oh, serious warning. Like, a serious, um, ex- like, warning example for people. Like, that, the, the whole credit idea and the fact that you were doing that at work just seems... Like, I know in retrospect, you, you look back at it and you're like, shit, that was obvious something not to do. But at the time, you have to imagine, like, what, like just how blurred stuff was for you. Yeah. I and mean, just how much pain you may have been in that that seemed like a rational thing to do. Because it doesn't feel rational today, does it? No, no. It's a, I regret it. Don't, you know, not, not necessarily overjoy that exists but you know it is but yeah i mean i i thought that was a logical thing like i need to do this to get to the next day and it was always that i'll figure it out tomorrow you know it was like let me get messed up today so i don't have to think about it because i'll fig- it's all gonna be okay tomorrow or the next paycheck or by the time i get here but by the time i got to that next day i was back to where i was like oh, i'll just get it the next day you and know? you're like digging yourself a hole yeah I, was, I basically dug myself a hole and so about August, both my parents, who my parents are divorced, um, after my sister and me got through college, they kind of stopped talking because they didn't necessarily need to. And they actually, for the first time in 10 years, my mom came to Texas and they sat me down and like almost like an intervention, but it was more like they were worried about me. And they're like, we think you might be an alcoholic. And up until this point, that thought didn't hadn't even crossed my you mind. Did, the word wasn't even something that you were like, no, that's no, not. Me. I hadn't even like, thought. You hadn't even thought. Am I not even like that? Well, because you get to this point where it's like, I need food, water, shelter, and alcohol or drugs. 
And that's like, so I would be fitting that into, I'm like, oh, well, I can't pay this bill because I need my medicine. You know, that's how I felt I had to get through the next day. And like, it's, you know, and so. Holy crap. So it became like, it became like part of your budget. You're budgeting for it. Mm -hmm. It Well, that's responsible. Yeah. Yeah. Except for, you know, as soon as, as soon as that was out, I needed more. Everything else fell out of the budget. Um and so my parents were just like, we know something's wrong. We don't know what it is. And so I was like, oh, I'm not an alcoholic. So I didn't drink for all of August. And I was like, see, I didn't drink. I'm good. I'm not an alcoholic. To prove to them, but yeah. not to prove to you. But lo and behold, September 3rd, I woke up in an ICU. What? And I had a blackout near-death car accident that I still don't have a remember. I don't remember of, or I have no memory of. So you got into a car impaired and ended up like off a road against a tree like what what are the circumstances you're told of that incident so i was up on 35 and 45 where they come together and i guess um and again i don't remember this but this is what i can get from the police report um i was kind of swerving as we these two highways merged and so someone was trying to get out of my way and then like i tried to get out of their way and i bounced the car off of like the guardrail then their car and then the guardrail again and so just for the record, no one else, everyone else is okay. I didn't, luckily did not kill anyone, but I could have. And you were, you, because you were blacked out. Yeah. Like you, don't, don't, you have no consciousness, you have no memory of this happening. No, I have no memory. I woke up in the hospital. My phone had been lost in the accident, so I didn't know how to call anyone. Um, I had bruises from the seatbelt, the airbag, two fractured ribs. I had a cut in my spleen that they said if it was like a little bit deeper, it w- I would have probably not lived. Um, and yeah, so I somehow I got a hold of my parents and stuff. What was the thing you remembered before you blacked out? Do you, I mean, because you probably don't even remember getting in a car. You, you were probably like drinking somewhere. Yeah, so I do. I remember I had lunch, had a normal amount of drinks. I probably then went home, and at the time, like basically, if people put stuff in front of me, I was like, okay, so I would take it. So I'd probably someone put some like pills like Vicodin or I don't know Xanax I don't really know something like that in front of me and took it and then I think my roommate I was I was driving my roommate at the time to work oh he was in the car yeah your roommate was in the car when you blacked no, out he no he got to work he got another to work I was in the car though. who another guy who was who's this guy just as much of an alcoholic as I was oh, okay and he's okay your but party, he got, your party friend yeah I mean that's the thing with where I was at like I was hanging out with people that were just you know in in theory they could have been good people but they're basically scum of the earth kind of people because that made me feel like i wasn't as bad as them you know so it'd be like i'm not that bad because these people are worse you were challenging yourself yeah yeah and so and then you know i didn't have my good friends being like what's wrong with you why are y'all messed up because they were just i was hanging out with people just as messed up they wouldn't yeah again they wouldn't challenge you they were people who were just like yeah they weren't looking out yeah no they didn't you know um but yeah i woke up in the hospital i didn't know how I got there and I was scared shitless to be honest you know I was just like I you know I there's many chances before that 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 should have happened I should have you know many times I've done worse and um as terrible as it was it's kind of one of the best things that happened to me in that I realized that I needed a change sure I remember that message you sent me you said because I did you send me a message then or did you send me a message I don't think you sent me a message when you were messed up because I would have really fucking laid into you (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I sent one like about. So what happened was I got back, um, left my roommate, got into a new place. My roommate was not good for me, um, and so got into a new place. And then the day after, I went into a treatment center. Um, and so that morning, I I messaged you because I was just thinking about your brother, and I felt like that I had let you down in kind of a way. And even though I don't even think I had been watching Geekscape all that much recently, because if you think about how messed up I was, I probably wasn't sitting there. If you're messed up, podcast. you're not listening to Geekscape. Yeah. Like, Geekscape is for only the, the, the people who have their shit together. Isn't that right, Geekscape is? <laughs> 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 only people who clearly, clearly have their shit together listen to Geekscape. <laughs> we're, we're nothing if not the most <laughs> fit and put together individuals. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Only, only in t- tip-top performance. <laughs> so you're like, I feel so guilty this guy gave me all these free podcasts <laughs> and i'm gonna message him now i, I don't I, like i don't because i didn't it's not like i sat there and i was like what are all the podcasts i listen to let me email all the hosts but like for some reason i just felt like that i had like i don't know i just it is a message i put out it is yeah. a message i put out at least once a year on the show yeah um you're welcome for your free content and so <laughs> and so i was just saying that you know I was, I'm going to get help, and I'm going to try to get better. And yeah. then I was basically off the grid for about a month. Yeah, I remember you told me that you had just done something really stupid. I assumed what it was, um, and uh, and I think I wrote to you to just take care of yourself and do what you thought was best, and, like, glad you didn't hurt anybody. And then, yeah, and you said that you were going to be off the radar for a while while you got help, and... I thought that was a great. Deci- I thought that was brave of you. A very huge decision. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was good. You know, I went to a treatment center for a month. I didn't. I didn't have to go. It was my own decision. Um, and that kind of helped me clear my mind for a month. And de- I did, was already kind of detoxed because I'd been in the hospital for about a week or so. And and you know, I at that point like i didn't want to do anything like i was like i'm done but that doesn't just because you have that feeling at that time doesn't mean in two weeks it's going to go away and yeah so. that's a feeling not a chemical makeup you know like a, not a chemical dependency you know what i mean right because i mean what i have is you know it's a sickness or an illness and something that's got to be treated and um you know so i went to treatment center um i started working kind of a program a 12-step program um and i got out of there in a month um I'm very, very lucky in that my family has been super supportive monetarily and, you know, emotionally, um, or else I would not, I'd be on the street, um, you know, and the same with, uh, you know, some good friends, but... But you have a job, like, you got a job pretty quick, how soon, because you got a job pretty quickly after leaving the, re- the, the rehab center, was that something that they helped you with, or was that, because you've been working pretty consistently for a year now at yeah. this gig? Um, no, I just the last the like last few days before i got out i went on indeed.com and applied to a bunch of things and uh before that i had spent all these years managing and that's what was stressing me out a lot so i was like okay i'm gonna go for some low-level job or you know not necessarily low low level sure sure something where i can just focus on my recovery and stuff and not necessarily take my job home with me and so i got super lucky it was a staffing agency and they needed someone and like i started the first week in november i think i got out in sometime in october from rehab and so i got really lucky and uh yeah i've been working there for a year and a couple months 
And now you find yourself in a managerial position again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I am back to managing 20 people, which uh, is cool. You did, you did such a good job <laughs> that, your, that your inherent strengths found themselves <laughs> to the surface and others recognized it. And, dude, congratulations. You got yourself a management job again. Yeah, thanks. Um, now you can handle it. Yeah, and, I mean, I wouldn't have gotten that position if I hadn't been putting in the work since I got out of there. You know, I... I have an awesome fellowship of guys that I work with that, um, you know, I don't hang out with them to get something from or to get drugs from or drink with or whatever. We just get together to be together and um, be there for each other. Um, I have a connection to, like, spirituality and a higher power and stuff, and that was a whole new thing for me because I didn't grow up religious or whatever, and, you know, when I first started, my higher power was Green Lantern because that's my favorite superhero. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's an okay one. Um, but, so, I mean, you know, you got to know that, the, that, that Oa is above him. Yeah, well, of course, <laughs> of course. Um, but, you know, so I worked through that, and, you know, life, life isn't necessarily easier. It's still just as hard, but it's so much better, you know, and when things come up, I, I don't just, like, sit at home and wallow in it i call another person and i talk about it and most of the times i realize the things that are bothering me are my own stuff my own self my own ego get in the way and uh it's i can't really control other people you know I, my favorite quote is from muppets take manhattan there's the chef and he says peoples is peoples yeah and you know that's true i mean like it's not i don't i don't direct the show i'm just an actor in the show you know and so like i even though i want like you to say say this or so and so to say this or do what i want or well, be just let me know let me know i'm i'm, I'm amenable <laughs> you're amenable that's good <laughs> um but yeah so i don't yeah um but things are awesome and my life is so different you know and it's all about like now i you know i i used i used to have free time where i just binge tv shows all the time do whatever and now i have very little free time and it's okay because i never really did anything good with a bunch of free time yeah and, you'd end up getting in trouble yeah, is so what now, you think now yeah now i and the coolest thing is like i'm there for other people and i can be of service and not just to the you know people that i'm working recovery but my family as well and they get to see the change and i get to be a part of it i mean we just had the holidays i got my whole family here and i get to be helpful and part of the conversation and not like hidden in the back hoping no one knows that i'm drunk or whatever kind right. of stuff you used to do that you used to hide you used to like hide in the back and abuse yeah well because i decided i was a terrible son so i was like you well, just why? check out yeah why would anyone want me here so i just check out and so damn well i'm glad you checked in mm-hmm. i'm glad that you you've been messaging i mean <laughs> and in posting in our facebook group and being vocal and in, in various geekscape places well it's it's weird because i feel like we had a similar journey these last couple of years and that you started to look into things like spirituality meditation and just like bettering yourself and being better for other people and that's kind of like the big thing so a lot of your messages have like rung true for things that i'm already working on and so that's been kind of cool too yeah i wonder if like what geekscape's purpose is and like if that is something that is needed in our space in our space being like the whole pop culture appreciation geek stuff um if there's a place for for that um for service and for uh self-improvement and cultural improvement and um and it's something that like came out of my own need to like peel myself off a floor um so i don't know it's like obviously with something like the don't hate create shirt and message it's something that like i'm i'm into exploring but making it literal and making it practical and making it physical for other people um i don't know what the answer is maybe we can tackle that one together geekscapist but 
Um, I think that there's a need. I think that we're all living through some shared cultural miasma that has made us reflect on ourselves in negative ways. And so when we see inside that we're negative and we see outside that there's negative, we can throw our hands up and really become our own worst enemies. Um, and for geeks, you know, we we have free time and, you know, enough to consume films uh enough to consume video games and comic books and this is all free time uh and if we have enough free time to be doing these things and we're in a negative place that free time can become abusive mm-hmm. and so i wor- you know i worry where we're at as at as geeks people with a lot of free time and sometimes in an environment of negativity uh you know I think being negative on Reddit is just the beginning of the negative things that we can do become that we be I think becoming those people is is only the first step in becoming something much more dangerous and I don't mean just like going from becoming a troll to becoming a Trump supporter but I mean like being a troll and then becoming malicious towards women or racist or um or self harming in some way or negative towards other people or bigoted you know what i mean i worry that like having free time and a negative environment and negative outlook can actually turn into some really dangerous stuff so i don't know what role we play in that whole thing with geekscape but we really have to hold to our own truths in saying like hey what is our purpose and i think first and foremost we can't add to that language we can't add to that to that atmosphere you know what i mean yeah, and I mean, the trump supporter is a joke guys you guys can be trump supporters well i mean but that, i mean there's a difference between being a trump supporter and just being mean to other people like you can believe <laughs> what you believe and that you know uh, i'm okay, i don't mind what people believe but it's when they make me feel terrible for what i believe or they're spitting hate at me because of it and that's when i don't like it whatever it is even if it's people that agree with my beliefs and that's why like you know i'll go on facebook and flick down for like two seconds and i'm like all right well that's i've got my fill of ridiculousness for the day you know yeah, and I, I try not to add to that shit i try and add and i hope geekscape does add the opposite and i you know and i think that like geek culture it's it's like a similar thing where it's like if we can get together on our similarities that we all love spider-man or we all love lord of the rings or we all love you know whatever versus like you know this person's democratic this person's republican or this person's southern this one's from the north like if we can just focus on the similarities then we'd all get along so much better because we're all just trying to survive and get through and you know if we can make the world a better place um you know like you said don't hate create i mean and even if you're not creating like the like in terms of like art or something you can create this positive environment or you know and it's it's hard for you know a lot of geeks here or just people in general you know it's a social thing getting out there to help people and i think of it as a muscle and so in my couple of years where i hated everything i was so isolated that just going out to like the grocery store was like the worst thing ever because that muscle was so small of being social that I couldn't handle it but now the more I go out the more I'm with people I can be around a hundred people and I'm okay I'm not freaking out or I can go out to dinner and have a good time instead of like when is this over when is this over kind of stuff and I think that the same thing with helping other people you know at first it's like oh my god this is so much work I have to go help them with one little thing but the more you do it, the more it's just like, oh, this is what I do every Thursday. I go and help at a homeless shelter or I go help my friend do whatever. You know, that's just sure. what you do and sure. it kind of becomes part of you. Geeks gave us 
That's a lot of knowledge that Ian just dropped on you. <laughs> but he's one of you. He's one of us. Um, I didn't talk about any geek stuff. We, we did not talk about how good Bumblebee was. Bumblebee was pretty I good, though. Seen it yet. Dude, it's you on, haven't seen Bumblebee? You're a Transformers fan. I know, it's on my list. Dude, the first five minutes of Bumblebee, and I won't talk about Spider Verse or Aquaman because those um, reviews of Ian are up on the feed right now. Spider Verse is so good. Spider Verse is fantastic. Aquaman's weird we'll as hell. That one. Did you, you saw Aquaman. Yeah. Oh God, it's weird. Um, but but you're a Transformers fan. Dude, it's just a matter of Bumblebee logistics. Is. Of go- it's the holidays, and my sister's yeah. been here, and I will see it. I pro- maybe I'll go see it tomorrow. I don't know. I'll just tell you that the first five minutes of Bumblebee are better than anything in a Michael uh, one of the Michael Bay movies. It's just so much fun to see Generation One Transformers oh interact and fucking run around and like. I, I was blown away by a lot of that. And it's just a sweet movie. Somebody make me cry? I don't know if it'll make you cry. It did not make me cry, but I was in love with it because it's got elements of, like, the Iron Giant and uh, an e- an E.T. and stuff like that. So um, there is a lot of E.T. in it. There's a lot of Iron Giant in it. And... Uh, and it's a and it's a fun movie, and it just does only it only does what it's supposed to do, you know. It, it and um and it it doesn't try and be over stylized. It doesn't try to be overcomplicated with its action sequences. It doesn't try to be try try to be bombastic with like ex, you know crazy explosions and in your face uh, imagery. It's just a really nicely told story, and it feel and it and it's and it's a nice action adventure movie reminiscent of what we would have had in the 80s and i really enjoyed it on that part so bumblebee is a definite win for me on that one um and then you're not playing you don't have a switch so we're not playing pokemon no, let's go I gotta, yeah. i'm playing red dead redemption 2 on Adbox, xbox one clocked like 80 hours plus or something and still only 69 percent on the story i was saying earlier that i both love and hate it at the same time because it's so massive so big and so slow which is sometimes fun but sometimes i just want to do some action scene or whatever but i'm i'm determined to get through it so trying to do that um i'm excited excited because my mom got me spider-man for ps4 for christmas but i don't have it yet (laughs) you gotta go to new york when are you going to new york um she's in florida now so i'm going to florida in like two weeks yeah okay just have her mail in two weeks just have her mail it to you be like mom I can't wait <laughs> then I, I've got I've got my hands full with Red Dead um, what was I going to say oh the only thing I was, I was going to give you crap for your Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse because you didn't I felt like you should talk about Stan Lee's appearance a little bit more I feel like you didn't give enough yeah no Stan's I think it's because you appearance was like two weeks before or something I saw it two weeks before it was hard for me to like I felt like a like a, like the trip that my family and I were on to the Galapagos wiped my memory because going to a place that is so prehistoric like going to a place that basically feels like the land that time forgot that has these animals that have been living for thousands and thousands and thousands of years maybe a million years um without any kind of influence um and had just evolved in their own separate <laughs> ecosystems on this archipelago in the middle of nowhere um really wipes your memory clean it's like wow because um there were no people there <laughs> you know it's like it's, i don't think it's like the archipelago of hawaii which had tribal people there this was something that had never had had not had the influence of man and it's still there's still a lot of remnants of that when you visit and so uh it was actually hard during the episode of the ian that is up on the feed talking about spider-verse 
um, to refresh my memory. It's definitely something I, I have to go see again. But yeah, Stan's Stan's cameo, like the cameo they had in Wreck It Ralph, were just so it was like really touching, and it came as a melancholy surprise too. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, oh fuck, like how do we get? We, like maybe we get another one in Infinite in like Avengers Endgame, but they recorded like five additional random scenes with him. I think they've rec- the the Avengers one. They actually recorded something for that, but then they just like recorded five more of those silly like there's Stanley in the background or he's the mailman or whatever. But like this was the first one that I felt it was like really timely with his passing too. The way he was just like you know you can all be Spider Man and stuff. I don't. No, I agree with you, and um, and even seeing him like in Wreck It Ralph, and I'm I'm sure he's in Captain Marvel. It's just like, oh, man. Um, in my excitement, let, I'll just be candid with you, Geekscape, as my excitement's been in creating stuff right now. So um, the, talking about other films and things like that, even the films that we super love, like Into the Spider-Verse, um, has just taken the back burner on trying to get more stories told and meeting people like Ian and trying to figure out what the next phase of Geekscape is 12 years in to be like, all right, what does it look like again? Because... Geekscape's kind of done the generic thing for the last 12 years of being a podcast network and a podcast and a website that does reviews and gives you your own thoughts. But, like, I think a lot of places are doing that these days. A ton of places are doing this these days. And really, you only need, like, a Twitter account and a YouTube to do what we've been doing at this point. What can we do better and what can we do different? And what can we do to fulfill a need that maybe some of you have that isn't easy to, to, to vocalize or to share? And we don't know what that form looks like. I really don't. But the challenge excites me. Um, it drives me. And maybe we'll get there together. So, um, dude, I'm glad you reached out. I'm glad you found Geekscape as a resource you could talk to. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, you've been awesome. Uh, other people that are part of the community have been awesome too. Um, when you gave out your number that one time for all those people, that was a pretty awesome thing to, to witness which I didn't, apparently didn't use because I keep messaging you on Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> You're saved in my phone now. Yes, <laughs> I made it. Best, best friend and in his phone. Um, but I'm, I'm super Cause I, excited. Because I need to speakerphone you when we battle on Pokemon. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I'm super excited to be able to do this. I mean, to me, it's like hanging out with uh, my favorite sports person, you know, basketball player or whatever. So. You don't want to watch me play basketball. Well, I don't. <laughs> That's terrible. I don't want to watch you play basketball, but I like to listen to you podcast. <laughs> Dude, I'm glad you're in the community. I'm glad you're listening to it. I'm glad we've gotten to hang because this is. I, I like doing these Geekscape hang sessions, if not more than I like just talking to somebody who's created a piece of art that I like, um, which is what the regular show is. So. Again, the idea is like I'll go back to LA. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You and I talked off the camera, off the mic about my plans for returning to LA and doing more Geekscapes. But it's gonna happen, Geekscapes. Um, I'm, I posted this a little later in the week after New Year's. I hope you all had a, a fun and safe New Year's. But we're recording this on the 30th. Um, a, an Aquaman special with Ian is up on the feed right now, so you can you guys can uh listen to what we thought of the weirdest superhero movie i've seen in a long time it really is a weird <laughs> weird movie um that i enjoyed watching but my man <laughs> <laughs> ian and i went to lunch and we just kept being like my man <laughs> <laughs> so in, in, enjoy the aquaman uh 
you know uh, episode enjoy the spider-verse episode that's on the feed and enjoy this episode if you really enjoy what's going on with geekscape you enjoy any of it and you feel connected to it uh let us know let us know on facebook at the geekscape forever group or the geekscape page let us know on twitter uh, at geekscape.net or on the instagrams i'm at geekscape.net and there's also geekscape forever you can talk to us any which way you want we're always at geekscape.net we're always putting articles and getting new writers up we've just brought in three new writers in the last few days those are contributors um and we're when i say geekscape forever i fucking mean it (laughs) it may not be the form that you've always been used to the podcast has gone through several iterations and it will go through another one here soon but i fucking mean it when i say geekscape forever i mean it so (laughs) so so i hope you guys are are hanging as much as you guys want to hang and i'm glad ian's been hanging as long as he's hung with us and we've been hanging out here at the library uh anything else you want to add sir um just be good to each other find your joy there's a lot of we're living in an age where there's tons of awesome media out there and just figure out what you want to do with your free time and then you know try to give a little extra back to your fellow people that you care about and have an awesome new year and um just just love the people that are around you make you know make make our world a better place and keep being a geek because comics are awesome video games movies music all good stuff geeks it is all good stuff we love you and uh over and out for ian geekscape forever peace You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 